Put down that smartphone and listen to me. I'm Matthew Milligan, professional musician and lifelong Weird Al fan. Each week, I'm joined by professional podcaster and close personal friend Matt Kelly to take a dive off the deep end into the vast career of pop culture icon Weird Al Yankovic on our show, Weird Algorithm. Along with some very special guests from the worlds of music and comedy, we tackle every song, every television appearance, and every bit of sketch comedy Al has produced in chronological order, covering the good old days of My Bologna and Eat It, the fun zone of tacky and white and nerdy, and everything in between. As we go, we're ranking the songs, albums, and music videos in the hopes of creating the ultimate guide to a career bigger than the biggest ball of twine in Minnesota. So the next time you're having one of those days stuck in a traffic jam wondering why does this always happen to me, just kick off your sneakers and stick around for a while because we've got it all on Weird Algorithm, available wherever you get your podcasts. And now you know. Was that enough references? Do you like to laugh, geek out on music, and learn all about that band or artist who had that one song back in the day, but then seemed to fall off the face of the earth? If so, you need to subscribe to One Hit Thunder. Together with an array of interesting and hilarious guests, we do a weekly dive into one-hit wonders like Eiffel 65's Blue, Crayshon's Gucci Gucci, EMF's Unbelievable, Delamitri's Roll to Me, Los Del Rio's Macarena, Musical Youth's Past the Duchy, and even Patrick Swayze's She's Like the Wind. So are you subscribed to One Hit Thunder or what? As Desiree would say, you gotta be. And as K7 would encourage, you gotta come baby come and join in on the fun of the One Hit Thunder podcast. goddamn time we talked about amityville 1992 it's about time <laughs> released i don't know i guess 1992 uh and in my humble opinion one of the upper tier amityville movies no. which which you know not not a very not a very high compliment because most of these movies are total trash anyway but you know there was moments in this movie this movie, I, I don't know how this movie was made. And <laughs> the only way that I could, the only thing that makes sense is that they were trying to make a Amityville horror movie. And like, they finally got the approval. They're like, oh, we're going to make another Amityville. What should we call it? And then like the office writer jokester was like, it's about time. And they're like, hold on, hold on. I think he's on to something. <laughs> and then they worked from there. Like this movie absolutely had title first storyline after. And it, Ugh. it's i will say this much and then i'm going to pass it to scott to say why he picked this but Wait, i um, picked this yeah this was a this was a you <laughs> pick i didn't even know i picked yeah. um this is uh probably my favorite of the covers of amityville movies and i don't really know why i think it's just the color scheme that they use because it's a good it, bumps cover but yeah like the vhs <laughs> cover for this i always really liked uh all right scott so 
you had this on your list. I had purchased it, watched it, and said, yeah, we could probably get an episode out of it. And then you threw it a lot higher on your list. Uh, so what what made it even appear on your list at all to you're, start with? Uh, you're asking the wrong person. I don't have an answer for that. <laughs> I, I think it's because I, when I was working on um, planning out Horrors 2, or maybe I was – yeah, it, it was after I did Horrors 2 because uh, for any new listeners, I – I have a, um, a, a instrumental, well, mostly instrumental project called Console Crash, and every spring for Monster Mania, the first the first con of the year for us, I debut a new EP called Horrors, and it's chronological, you know, like Horrors one, two, three, and this coming year in two thousand twenty will be the fourth one. Um, and after Horrors two, I had a bunch of leftover songs. And I, when I was planning out Horrors 3, um, I expanded the list and I was like, what are good theme songs? Because all, all of Horrors is, all of the Horrors stuff is uh, metal-ish covers of theme songs from horror movies. Like Halloween and Chopping Mall and stuff like that. Uh, and so when I was putting together Horrors 3, I was like, Oh, Amityville 92 has a great theme song because I was Googling, you know, like I was on YouTube, whatever, and, and and that came up and I was like, I've never watched it, but I've heard that it's pretty wild, so it'll go on my list. And it was it was down near the bottom. And then I didn't use it for Horrors 3. And I don't know why I don't know what brought it. I mean, I got that's your answer of why it was on my it was on my list, but I don't know how it got from being on my list to on your radar. But then it got on your radar. You watched it. You said it was pretty wild. And... Well, because Becca McKendry kept talking about it ah. on, on Facebook. Uh, and also the director of it was a big factor because the director of this is Tony Randall. And Tony Randall's real career uh, started with Hellbound Hellraiser 2. Ooh, yeah. So we, so we did that. Then he did two movies that I'm going to come back to, but he did Amityville 1992, and then he followed it up the following year with Ticks. So I was like, oh, all right. he did Ticks. Yeah. So I'm like, all right. So the guy who did Ticks and Hellbound did an Amityville movie. And I remember the back of the box having like a really stretched out, melted face on it. And I'm like, this has to be really, really good. So I, I bought it and it's, it's fine. It's better than like, most of the Amityville movies. Wait, but wait, wait. He did the. Did you do Amityville four? No, no. So there's this. Is it Amityville? This is Amityville? technically five. Amityville four was a TV movie. Oh, oh, oh. That's the one that had. Wait, okay. So let me let's get the chronology straight here. I'm sorry. So Amityville one is the one with um, uh, Lois Lane in it, right? Yes. And then the second That's the one, one that's based on the book. Yeah, by whoever. Yeah. <laughs> um, and then Amity, Amityville 2, which I think is the best of the franchise, but we will not talk about it because there's so much incestual rape in it. Is, oh, that's why it's in yeah, this one. Okay. Yeah. That's the story. That's the story of the kid who killed his family. Okay, so it's the the prequel, basically. Yeah, so there's that one. Then it's followed by Amityville 3D, The Demon. Which is on oh. someone's list. It is. It's And that one Wait, is maybe worth watching. Who's... Brian's. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> then there was the TV movie Amityville 4, The Evil Escapes. Oh, this is part six, technically. Holy yeah. hell! 
So then there was part five, the Amityville curse. Then there was Amityville six. It's about time. Amityville seven, a new generation. And that's the one with the mirror, right? I think they so. Just, yeah. They went away from the, the house to just doing shit about like possessed objects. It's really funny. <laughs> yeah. And then Amityville eight, Amityville dollhouse. <laughs> yeah. So they did three about possessed objects. Yeah. That's haunted by a dollhouse replica of the Amityville house possesses their house. Um, and then it gets even more insane because then there's the remake. And then I think the people realize, yeah. And after that is when people realized, Hey, Amityville's just a, a town. So they can't own the copyrights to the name Amityville. So that's where we got Amityville haunting Amityville asylum, Amityville death house, Amityville playhouse, Amityville, the vanishing point, the Amityville legacy, the Amityville terror, Amityville, no escape, Amityville, evil never dies, Amityville exorcism, Amityville prison, Amityville, the awakening, Amityville, Mount misery road, and the Amityville murders all between fucking hell. And that was all from 2011 until 2018. What I just listed. That was like 10 movies in four years. Yeah, because <laughs> people realize that they didn't have to pay anything to use Amityville in the name oh of a movie. Um, and they're all on Netflix. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, but yeah, so, you know, this movie's not great. This movie I, is a fucking blast, all right? Like, I, I don't know how many times I'll watch it again because there's incest. Well, implied incest. But this movie was definitely entertaining. For me. It's got, it's got, I think it just gets slow at points, but when it's like ramped up, it's real fun. Um, it it does, just doesn't make any fucking sense. No, Does it doesn't that make matter? it matter. Has that no. ever mattered for horror movie night? No, no, no but this is just like, it, it really is like a goosebumps episode that was made yeah. into a, a very, very long movie with some boobies. Yeah. With some Here's boobies. My, so question for, cause you guys watch like a stream of it, right? Uh, I, I watched, I watched it, on it on Prime. Prime. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. It's, it was it's on Prime. Free on Prime. If you decide that listener, you yeah. listener right now, <laughs> you want to go watch the movie and then listen to us talk about it. It's free on Amazon Prime. So, Amazon. question about the title card: Did your title card include 1992 in the title or no? I believe. Yeah, so. Amityville '92. It's about time. Yeah. So right? on the DVD, they felt like that would date the movie. <laughs> so. There's just Amityville with a you can kind of see the outline of the black box that they digitally put over top of the 1992 oh and it's about time underneath. You know That's what hilarious. really dates the movie? The movie. It, yeah, the movie <laughs> screams 1992 in every scene. So, but yeah. <laughs> I will say this movie was entertaining. It wasn't a it wasn't like painful to watch, but what right. just drove me crazy was I don't know if you would consider her a final girl, but the the main Andrea the main woman in the movie. She's just such Andrea, a bad person. Andrea. She's Andrea. A, she's a she's a bad person. <laughs> she's a bad yeah. girlfriend, man. Yeah, yeah. she's literally starts off her, the movie. Well, here's the thing. Starts off the movie on a good note. Ex-boyfriend's going away, but she's still willing to babysit the kids. That's a that's a pretty good person move. Then has sex with ex-boyfriend despite the fact that she's got a new boyfriend. Bad start. Are off to a bad start in the sweatiest sex scene I've ever it's seen. So in my life. so sweaty. Yeah. And then <laughs> listen, this movie we we can jump around in this movie. And then later on, ex boyfriend gets sick, brings new boyfriend to ex boyfriend's home, and fucks, fucks him, him in her ex boyfriend's her... house. No, she here's the really fucked up part. She fucks her new boyfriend in her ex boyfriend's daughter's bed. 
Yeah, even worse. Like she's <laughs> yeah. just a bad person. I, I feel yeah. like and she like just took that that beat to like process. What she <laughs> yeah, yeah, but it's like, and then even on top of it, like ex boyfriend, he seems like he's a little bit of a douche, whatever. But still, like, hey, I got viciously attacked by a dog. I need a ride to the hospital, and it's like I told you before, I'm not dealing with your bullshit. And it's like, I am bleeding to death. Dude, one of the most vicious dog attacks I have ever seen in yeah, a movie. Was insane. anyone prepared for it? Or were they just thinking like, oh, this dog's going to chase him home because it's a good I thought he was going to jump the fence. I thought yeah, they were going yeah. to jump the fence. But no, that dog. There's, <laughs> there's a shot where it looks like the dog literally ripped his leg out of socket. Yeah. Like, I thought that like he was going to get killed. I was like, I can't believe that the that – that the foreman from Graveyard Shift is getting killed in the first 10 minutes of this film. Uh, not just the foreman of Graveyard Shift. It took me way too long to realize he's Sean's dad from Monster, Monster Squad. Squad. Yeah, yeah. Oh, shit. <laughs> I didn't even know that. It's yeah. Because without that main accent, I, it's hard to tell. I mean, I was yeah. like, trying to tell me that this guy's an actor who can do <laughs> accents. Well, um, it depends we, on what you mean by it. can do accents. <laughs> well, well did you recognize Steve Mock to like do is like, Turn to the camera and go, the show I love a man's hot Estonia. Yeah. See, there are <laughs> certain you, people I love their accents. Did you recognize the daughter? Because if not for her name being in the credits, I wouldn't have recognized who it was. She's who was very it? familiar. It's Megan Ward. Yes. Who's the girl from Top. PCU, Encino Man, and Freaks. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's right. Megan Ward is in PCU. That's what I was. Yeah. She's in Freaked? It's been so yeah, she's. She's the girl that gets mutated with the other guy from Blossom to be a two-headed creature. Wow. Oh, she, well. You know what? I got to give her major props because she is a very sweet-looking girl that would do anything in the 90s yeah. for a movie. Like, any anybody that was in Freaked gets my immediate stamp of, of approval because it was so out there of a movie. Yeah, so uh, they'll just be like, I'm in. <laughs> like, yeah, like, I was. Yeah, I mean, fucking Keanu is in it. Yeah, he but he was like, I'll do it. Just don't tell anybody. <laughs> and he and no one really knew until like the DVD commentary. I had no clue until then. Can I say um, the internet makes shitty people famous often? And I am so oh, yeah. glad that even though Keanu Reeves is already famous, I'm so glad that there's this wave of just loving Keanu Reeves because he is yeah. one of the most genuine people this world yeah, just a nice dude with. but he's yeah. also like he gave away all of his matrix money to to people that worked on the effects right special effects yeah, yeah, yeah like he's like he's he, a he's just a genuinely incredible human being yeah, yeah. he just lives in a he lives in a modest apartment in new york what? like he's he not even yeah live like in la I don't think he lives in LA. Wow. Maybe no, it's LA. wherever he no, lives, he lives in like a small apartment. It's like, New York because there's so many videos of him giving up his seat on the subway and just the fact that he even like rides a subway, rides the subway. Yeah. itself is incredible. But yeah, like he's always the one. You can find so many videos of like an old woman or a young child getting on the subway and he he's the first person to stand up. Yeah, he's just a good, he's a solid. Well, and that's because he's had so much like depressing things happen in a quick succession that he was really? just like, what all right, his, like his family, his, I think his parents died. I don't know if that was definite, but like his sister died when he was just about to become famous. And then the girl that he was engaged to got in a car accident and died. That. And like, Holy shit. and it was like a bunch of people died. So for him, it was like, I don't need this money. So I want to give it to people who do need this money, like kind of attitude. And that's where it was like, I will live 
exactly the means that I need to survive and anything extra that I make will just be put to like good things. That's why like he rides the subway instead of driving like a big car. He'll just live in an apartment in New York instead of like a mansion in Los Angeles. Like he's just all about keeping things very by what the needs is that he has, not the wants. That's so crazy because like think about how much better the even America, not even the world, just America. Yeah. How if much celebrities better, just did that. <laughs> well, even half of what he does. You know, yeah. if they were just a little bit more charitable and humble. But again, how many celebrities, how many people are going to do the things that need to be done to become a, a, a household name and not have a massive ego? Like he is a total freak of nature in the best It, it is. Way. It's insane. It's insane. I, but that's why I think we love. And I think that's why people stopped giving him shit about his weird acting choices in like the 80s and 90s. Because it's like, well, you know what? Fuck it. He's a nice dude. Have I, I want ever? Him to be successful. Uh, what, what, no. what movie were people giving him shit for? I feel like people give him a lot of shit specifically for uh, Bram Stoker's Dracula and his like surfer voice. Oh, oh, yeah. Bram Stoker's Dracula was <laughs> that is the one they give him a hard time for. But like, <laughs> the thing is, is that he's done weird movies all the time. Like he did yeah. Devil's Advocate. And that movie is is forgotten like that is a totally oh. forgotten movie but that had al pacino shirley uh shirley's theron in it and keanu yeah and uh like who talks about that movie i mean it's not a good movie but I mean, yeah who talks well about speaking movie? speaking of keanu reeves amityville 1992 <laughs> listen we were taught we, we were, we're talking allowed about to get Mox off track first. for him yeah. yeah we are we are he yeah. is he is so i want to talk about there's there's the punk rock heavy metal son. You know who that band is that he that Skull Crusher. You know who that actually was. Who is that actually? Because I was I knew you would be able to tell us. Okay, well, <clears throat> so it's the Lemonheads, which is hilarious. Oh, because they used to be like a punk thrash band before mm-hmm. they got all like folky. Yeah. <laughs> so the funny thing is, is when you watch Amazon Prime, there's this thing called X Ray where it just gives you like the IMDb shit. It tells you who's on screen at any given time. Amityville 92, no one cared enough to put anything on it except for two credits, which is so funny because Stephen Mock is a pretty big name. Megan Ward is a relatively (laughs) well-known name, uh, but like nothing, nothing except for two things. It says the Lemonheads, and then it says that Angelina Jolie was in this movie as Girl in Car. (laughs) Nice. But yeah, so that band Skull Crusher with a K, um, that was the Lemonheads. And there's this amazing part where Rusty, the the punk rock brother, grunge brother, um, who is so well-spoken. I don't, it's actually, he's my favorite character in the movie. Uh, He goes, he's talking to... um, Andrea Andrea and they're walking down the street because he like skipped school and went to go see the old lady exposition old lady is what I said um yeah and he, so he's talk talking to to Andrea and he's like it's like that skull crusher song evil rules it has the tools the world is yours so grab her and hoist her I'm like what no, no, that's not. I I I didn't do enough research because I didn't care to see if that really was a lyric, and I also don't know if Skull Crusher was the Lemonheads' name before they were the Lemonheads. No, they were always the Lemonheads, and and I only know that because of uh. There's a book that I used to read called uh, Hairstyles of the Damned, which oh you took talked place, about that before. Yeah, it's like an '80s punk book, mm-hmm. and they talk about how much they love the Lemonheads, and it has lyrics of like the old Lemonhead songs from the late '80s in it so they and i if you google it it's like yeah they were always the lemonheads from like 1984 (laughs) until they became famous um i love his story 
where he's just randomly talking about a poodle that eats its owner, and it seems like <laughs> that story's going nowhere. And he's like, and the, the and you know the lady died, and fuck this, she's kibble. I wrote that line down. Yeah, he's like, but what I always wonder is like, at what point do you decide that it's time to eat your owner? You know what I mean? And guess what part she started on. And then, he, then, and you don't find out. That's the true horror of this movie is you don't know. But that's it's shortly after that story and the dog attack that we get introduced to Leonard, who oh just, he has the intensity of, and this is going to be the second time that I reference Ghostbusters in two weeks, but he has the intensity of the EPA guy who shuts down <laughs> the Ghostbusters <laughs> thing. And like, I have so many quotes written from him. Like at first he's just like, if you want me to, just give me give me the sign, and I I have a friend who I can get him committed. <laughs> he's just but like, it's so weird because it's I can't tell if it's because he's acting shittily or because it was the 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 script was odd. But I can't tell if he's making jokes or being serious ever. No, never. The best line that he has though is he's freaking out and he goes, "And Lisa's the only normal one, and that's because I haven't met her yet." <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> It's like he is so just amped to 11 this entire movie. Oh, there's that part where he goes, is he violent? Is he violent? (laughs) (laughs) And then he gets Thorazine and injects. So so Stephen Mock, the dad, is now possessed by the clock and he's obsessively like making an Amityville suburbia, which suburbia is already hell. I get what you're trying to say, Amityville (laughs) writers. I get it. But – um. Then he like tries to choke out Andrea when she's calling for help, and then they tie her, tie down the dad and inject him with Thorazine, which looks like red Kool Aid, and I'm pretty sure it's clear. I don't think that it has food coloring in it, but um, <laughs> he's like he'll be out like a light. And then, um, but that that's this is right after I think Leonard meets um, Rusty, and Rusty's playing his stupid dragon guitar. <laughs> oh man, his riff sucks so bad. And he goes, "Nice shoes, Lenny." And then you, it actually cuts to the shoes, and he's these loafers. I'm like, "What? You actually wasted celluloid on, on that joke?" Oh, well, man. and that's so. It's when Leonard's there. He's having like an outdoor date <gasps> with. Best and part of the movie. We, Best part of the we movie. We get a cameo from Dick none other than Dick Miller. Miller. Yes. <laughs> I, I, so I had a note at the very beginning. My first note is: it sucks to watch this movie and know that the best part of the movie is past. Once you get through the opening credits, because the theme song is so good, and then I'm like, okay, I take it back. Best part of the movie is Dick Miller. <laughs> Dick Miller. Which side note? Maybe I just don't know fire that well. That fire does not seem that intense to warrant that many people in the backyard to put it out. Well, you grew up in suburbia, so you should know this. But everybody's a nosy fucking Nelly in suburbia. <laughs> That's true. They got nothing better to do than all gather around when there's a swastika painted on somebody's... That's also weird because, like, wow. That's, that's a little bit more justified. If there was a swastika po- painted on someone's house, I would also be like, what the fuck happened here? Wh- if there's why just why a are they small, all out during the middle of the day? It's suburbia. You're going on walks. They don't <laughs> have <everybody>. jobs? <laughs> no. <laughs> uh, but, yeah, the, this is where, like... We we start to keep building that Rusty's the killer, and Rusty's so self aware. Wait, no, about no, their- wait, dude. There's nowhere in this movie is it implied that he's making it happen. It's very well, obvious. No, 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 no. Every, Everyone else, yeah, the neighborhood thinks that Rusty's the bad one, and he even says, "I didn't do any of these things." The clock's making it seem that way. Like he's just like not even remotely trying to like 
put it in terms where it makes them not sound cuckoo crazy. Yeah. Uh, nice pun. Pun intended. Ah, yeah. Ah, <laughs> but uh, then I think the clock's like, well, we're not going to get to Rusty. Let's go for Lisa instead. Oh, man. And there's this weird touching herself it's, scene. It's, it's an interpretation of masturbation. Yeah. Yeah. I, I mean, Brian, you're our editing expert. If you can take this scene and put the divinals touch myself <laughs> underneath it. Dude, I'm not even good at it and I could do that. Yeah. And you, you always like test me with these complicated edits that aren't complicated at all. <laughs> I know. I just like, minute I'm, I'm just giving you things to do because I love you. Um, but when her her mirror self reaches out of the mirror it's like are you afraid of the dark goosebumps level special effect it's real bad um but then but then I she, do she, get... she she gets infected from the vagina up by yeah becomes a bad girl terrible bad hair and eye shadow. That, that green eyeshadow is just not not looking good it's a look uh, for sure it's a look <laughs> uh but that's when little lady realizes what's going on and for that she is murdered by a stork oh man i did like i like that death because it was such a dumb bait and switch (laughs) it felt like like it should have been in sleepwalkers yeah it It feels it feels like it's out of like it's like a Final Destination movie, but like they weren't trying very hard. Also, if she was laughing and she saw the the bird basically getting yeah, why not move? (laughs) Uh, All she had to do was roll over. (laughs) Yeah, she dove away from a speeding car, (laughs) but she can't roll out of the way of a stork. And the stork POV actually scott, it's my new favorite kill i think that, i was gonna say scott that's that's the moment when i messaged you and said yeah we could talk about this on the show <laughs> if you want. for for 2020 SCCC, uh i think that this movie has to be one of the cards we do just so that i can put the picture of the <laughs> or the uh stork oh god um then so she dies rusty gets like arrested but I don't remember how he gets out of jail. He's just I there at the end. Yeah, I don't either. But this is when we jump to Lisa's date with Andy, who's wearing. So here's the thing with Andy. Andy's wearing a starter's jacket, mm-hmm. which implies that he's like athletic, but he talks like a total loser. Like he's just <laughs> like, I thought I'd park where your dad can't see. Us. <laughs> which is literally right in front of the house. Yeah. And she's like, very smart. Very astute. <laughs> Uh, oh, but man. his death is awesome. Yeah, like, I do think that his death is really cool because it makes zero sense. <laughs> oh, absolutely. But like him in like that, like that's the the image of his face when he's screaming and it's being all stretched out was like the back of this box, <laughs> like down the side of the VHS cover was that image. So that's what was always burned into my brain with it was like, oh, man, some crazy shit happened <laughs> with this guy. It's super tame in reality. It really is. (laughs) They caught the one still that was cool, and they were like, "This is the this is the money shot." (laughs) Uh, But this is like now we're at the end of the movie. Things are getting crazy. The infected leg is just like disgusting and gnarly looking. Now you're you're definitely missing one thing before the infected leg, man. It's so horrible. Oh, the best. So horrible that you're my brother. Oh. Oh. You know, I don't think I really can handle Amityville movies because there's definitely a vein of incest that runs through them. Yeah. Ugh. 
Uh, I thought you were going to talk about Leonard getting scared in the bathtub. Yeah, that was pretty funny. He's dead. I love him like po- like the goop, and he's just like, oh, ah. Oh. It was very Ghostbusters two for me. So I hope that neither of you were going to use that as your double feature because I'm not. But uh, no, I got one. I got. I got a. Don't you worry. Uh, so. This is when finally they're like, you oh, know what? Rusty oh, wait, might wait. be right. No, no, no. You're missing another kill before the Rusty might be right part. When he unplugs his guitar cable and shoves it in his sister's mouth and electrocutes her. Because oh, that's, yeah. right. that's not how electricity works. Not even a little bit. Oh, my God. <laughs> that like That is the most inappropriate – not inappropriate, but like unbelievable kill I think I've ever seen for horror movie night. Yeah. Like I can Death believe- by stereo. Ah. <laughs> So Davey Havoc has a Death by Stereo tattoo on the back of his leg, which I always thought was pretty cool. Nice. Because I, I um, like that band, and I like AFI, and I like Davey Havoc because he's beautiful. In other news, uh, on the Hard Times, I just saw that they had a brilliant headline that said, Danzig's directorial debut to premiere at Mystery Science Theater 3000. <laughs> I've heard it's so bad. <laughs> Shocker. Um, it was so... Uh, Veronica it's supposed to be like erotica but Veronica or something something like that yeah I'm sure it's trash Uh, so yeah we get to suddenly everyone's like you know what some strange things are happening around this house (laughs) so finally Andrea uh, and, and Rusty are trying to stop this clock and it turns Rusty into a little baby and then it turns her into an old lady (laughs) uh but before that happens she smashes through the wall and sees that the clock has now taken over most of the house in an effect that looks like it cost approximately ten dollars at home depot don't talk shit dude it's clever (laughs) but uh yeah she she is this old lady for a shot and then sets the house on fire. And that explosion is also a very dated oh, special man. effect. That that explosion is only one step below Freddy exploding and Freddy's dead. Yeah, it's bad. Yeah. Uh, but through the explosion, she travels back in time where she can stop the clock from being placed in the house. But, but none of the other character development matters at all. <laughs> like, well, that's what's so funny is that like, Brian was right. She's kind of a shit person because she doesn't like she she likes Rusty. She but she just like runs away at the end. Here's that 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 disappointed me. But I was really excited when the end loop began because she was holding the um that whatever that that utensil you know like that that L that T shape that whatever it is yeah um, the T shaped yardstick and. He goes, what do you what do you have that for? And she goes, protection. And I was like, oh, shit. Has she already been in an infinite loop and the clock has just been fucking with her? Which would be a much better, much darker film. But at the end, it's not. Yeah. Oh, well. It, it definitely would be darker if it was just the loop starts all but over again. But everybody lives in this. Everybody lives. Yep. Everybody lives. Lady wasn't killed by a stork. So mm-hmm. disappointing. Sister wasn't blown up by a <laughs> amp. Um, but all in all, I still stand by this is in the upper tier of Amityville movies. I had a blast. It doesn't take itself. It it doesn't take itself seriously. And that goes a long way. Yeah. Um, For us. (laughs) Yeah. Put down that smartphone and listen to me. I'm Matthew Milligan, professional musician and lifelong weird Al fan. 
Each week, I'm joined by professional podcaster and close personal friend Matt Kelly to take a dive off the deep end into the vast career of pop culture icon Weird Al Yankovic on our show, Weird Algorithm. Along with some very special guests from the worlds of music and comedy, we tackle every song, every television appearance, and every bit of sketch comedy Al has produced in chronological order. Covering the good old days of My Bologna and Eat It, the fun zone of tacky and white and nerdy, and everything in between. As we go, we're ranking the songs, albums, and music videos in the hopes of creating the ultimate guide to a career bigger than the biggest ball of twine in Minnesota. So the next time you're having one of those days stuck in a traffic jam wondering why does this always happen to me, just kick off your sneakers and stick around for a while because we've got it all on Weird Algorithm. Available wherever you get your podcasts. And now you know. Was that enough references? Do you like to laugh, geek out on music, and learn all about that band or artist who had that one song back in the day, but then seemed to fall off the face of the earth? If so, you need to subscribe to One Hit Thunder. Together with an array of interesting and hilarious guests, we do a weekly dive into one-hit wonders like Eiffel 65's Blue, Crayshon's Gucci Gucci, EMF's Unbelievable, Delamitri's Roll to Me, Los Del Rio's Macarena, Musical Youth's Past the Duchy, and even Patrick Swayze's She's Like the Wind. So are you subscribed to One Hit Thunder or what? As Desiree would say, you gotta be. And as K7 would encourage, you gotta come baby come and join in on the fun of the One Hit Thunder podcast. Scott, you picked this one. What's your double feature? I'm so glad that my double feature is first because I wanted to bogart this. Um, the house with a clock in its walls. <laughs> Son of a bitch! Son of a bitch! <laughs> I picked that specifically knowing that there was a 70% chance that you'd do it. I I didn't even think about it until I started to write the how the clock in the walls effect and was like, ooh, I got one. <laughs> All right, Brian, you got to go next because I'm no, I'm trying to think. Dude, I don't know, man. Um, the possession. I'm gonna do the possession. Like pose- possession, like the one uh, with with uh, the Sam Raimi. Yeah, Sam Raimi one. Wait, Sam Raimi did possession yeah not you probably not the one you're yeah, thinking no. of from the 80s no 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 this is like 2008 the possession. he might have produced it uh, uh the possession from 2012 yeah haunted I object don't... brought home you could just do annabelle <laughs> i know but i at least enjoyed the possession it wasn't a good movie should i, I watch it? it um if you have a free day, it's not great, but it's a movie for sure. You know, it's it, <laughs> all right. my interest. I almost went lazy with the uh, with the lamp from Amityville because it's got like <laughs> one of the coolest pictures online. Uh, all right, so I will go. So since the biggest thing that I remember about this movie is that image on the back of the box. Oh, I'm gonna I... go with another another movie that had an infamous person's face getting kind of melted off, and I'm just gonna go with 1988's The Blob Ooh, as my nice. uh, double feature. Cool, cool, cool. Uh, that would be but, actually uh, a really fun double feature because they both have a lot of gruesomeness in them, and they uh, they they also have kind of that same light-hearted aspect to them. Because like The Blob 1988 is really really silly. It is, and uh, but I think it would also be. I would save the blob for second. Oh yeah, because I think it it moves a lot quicker than Amityville 
So like Amityville, you kind of like lull yourself in and it's like kind of slower, but like when it gets going, it gets going the blob. It's like, you just got to wait 20 minutes for this blob to land. And then it's just practical effects for the next hour and 10. So good. (laughs) Um, so, uh, how about something good, uh, from this past week? Let's end on a positive note. I got nothing to be honest. (laughs) Yeah. I, I, I haven't watched anything good. (laughs) Well, then that makes this awkward because, I also didn't have anything, so I was just going to say that there's a really great podcast that you should check out called Cool De La Podcast. Cool oh, De yeah. La! Cool De La! <laughs> cool De La! <laughs> so, Brian, how about you talk about your new podcast? Um, so, yeah, I have this 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 other podcast I'm doing. It is uh, virtually impossible to market because it's really a podcast about nothing. Um, I, I, it worked for Seinfeld. It yeah. did work for Seinfeld. I'm, I'm really... Uh, I'm really excited with the people that actually enjoyed it because to be honest, this podcast was just me and a friend um, that has really been by my side since like seventh grade that I, you know, he's got a wife and kid and I'm getting married and he lives in Delaware and I live in Florida and like life was really pulling us apart. So the whole basis of this podcast is just an excuse to talk to each other once a week. Um, so yeah, there, uh, check it out. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I do. I mean, you got some hot takes in there. Your keto diet hot take made me laugh. Uh, yeah, Khalil. the The next episode coming up, Khalil just reads a list of black stereotypes and debunks all of them, and it is my favorite thing in the world. <laughs> <laughs> it's my favorite thing because he keeps asking me my opinion, and I'm like, no, stop. Nobody wants to. <laughs> I will have to say one thing that I, I was happy with. Um, the This is not my usual because I know that if if uh, if Brian has trouble marketing um, his podcast, it's going to be even harder for me to market this on our podcast. But um, there's a band that I like a lot. Uh, it's a tech death band called um, Ultra Beast. And they have a side project called Flub. And they came out with an EP relatively recently, and it's even techier and weirder than Ultra Beast. And I've been enjoying it quite a bit because I like music that um, sounds like two two guitarists in a room and they're in the same key, but don't know what the other person's doing. So yeah, if you like <laughs> nice. that kind of weirdness, listen to Flub. I will be checking that out no, just you to won't. get get a vibe of what you're talking Guy, about. You, you don't know. Uh, I take your opinion a lot. I have uh, yeah. what is it, Necro Goblin? I have Necrogoblicon? Yeah, yeah. Necrogoblicon. I have that in uh in my playlist and I love the one song that you shared. I should is actually... it just as goblins? No. Fuck, what the hell was it? Let me just go to the playlist so I can tell you. Just as goblins is a hilarious song. There's a, I think that that's the best song. Uh then I'll have to record. check it out. Killing Time and Space is what I have. Oh no, yeah, that's a good song, but no, no. Uh, the, their best song on that new record, Welcome to Bonkers, is definitely Dressed as Goblins because um, there's a part where, I mean, because the half of the song is just the guy screaming Dressed as Goblins back, like over and over and over again. But then there's a great part where he laughs, like he like, goes, ha, 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 what a fucking joke. Mm-hmm. And it's really funny because I think about my life. Uh, there you go. <laughs> All right, well, that was us talking about 19, uh, Jesus, 1992's Amityville 1992. It's about time as well as our focus on Keanu Reeves. Such a good dude. Uh, we will be back next week with a special guest, and we'll be talking about a film that involves 
a couple little guys that we've talked about before, but this time they're fighting aliens instead of Nazis. I'm pretty sure you know what we're talking about. Strap in. It's going to be a good time. Also, go and hit up our Patreon at patreon.com backslash HMM podcast and all of our social media feeds at HMM podcast. So that's Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, and our website, HMMpodcast.com. Calm. Uh, at the time that this is coming out, it's around August, uh, and I am just doing the the whole convention circuit, baby. So, at the time that you're listening to this, I am in Virginia for the Scares That Care convention. Come by, say hello. Then in two weeks, I'm going to be at Monster Mania in Cherry Hill. Come by, say hello. Then at the end of the month, we'll be at Creature Feature. We released an interview with the creator of Creature Feature, Craig and Sandy. Go ahead and check that out as well. Maybe all three of us will be there. Maybe at least two of us will be there. Maybe it's just me. I don't know. We're not good at planning these things that far in advance, but it's going to be a good time. There will definitely be panels featuring me. I've still got to talk to the Jersey ghouls. They might be hearing this and saying, Matt still hasn't talked to me. Reach out to me. I'm sorry um, about them also doing a bunch of panels, but we're going to have a good time in Gettysburg for the second time this year. Gettysburg is a dope ass city for conventions. I've discovered. Anyway, that is all I've got to go uh, because it's been a long time of recording these episodes. Oh man, I can't stop talking. Bye. How do you guys fart? I have a question. How do you both fart? <laughs> uh, I push and it comes out. It sneaks up on me. Put down that smartphone and listen to me. I'm Matthew Milligan, professional musician and lifelong Weird Al fan. Each week, I'm joined by professional podcaster and close personal friend Matt Kelly to take a dive off the deep end into the vast career of pop culture icon Weird Al Yankovic on our show, Weird Algorithm. Along with some very special guests from the worlds of music and comedy, we tackle every song, every television appearance, and every bit of sketch comedy Al has produced in chronological order. Covering the good old days of My Bologna and Eat It, the fun zone of tacky and white and nerdy, and everything in between. As we go, we're ranking the songs, albums, and music videos in the hopes of creating the ultimate guide to a career bigger than the biggest ball of twine in Minnesota. So the next time you're having one of those days stuck in a traffic jam wondering why does this always happen to me, just kick off your sneakers and stick around for a while because we've got it all on Weird Algorithm. Available wherever you get your podcasts. And now you know. Was that enough references? Do you like to laugh, geek out on music, and learn all about that band or artist who had that one song back in the day, but then seemed to fall off the face of the earth? If so, you need to subscribe to One Hit Thunder. Together with an array of interesting and hilarious guests, we do a weekly dive into one-hit wonders like Eiffel 65's Blue, Crayshon's Gucci Gucci, EMF's Unbelievable, Delamitri's Roll to Me, Los Del Rio's Macarena, Musical Youth's Past the Duchy, and even Patrick Swayze's She's Like the Wind. So are you subscribed to One Hit Thunder or what? As Desiree would say, you gotta be. And as K7 would encourage, you gotta come baby come and join in on the fun of the One Hit Thunder podcast. You're listening to the Geekscape Network.